0: Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now Friday the 13th of January 2017, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home ...of the San Francisco Giants. I put a little emphasis. You don't always get a Friday the 13th. It doesn't always align. You don't always get that little Venn diagram. Uh, The last week I had... uh, Or maybe it was beginning this week. I had... (laughs) I had my computer make a strange noise. I'm not even going to cut that out. Uh, I had a, a podcast with Kevin Marr... ...where we talked about the film... ...Here Come the Tigers which was a truly terrible, bad news, bears rip-off. And the director of that was the man who wanted to direct the first Friday the 13th movie, which I, I still find a, a little bit strange, a little bit odd, that, you know, someone's like, I'm going to try a kid's movie. Well, I'm going to try a slasher movie. And it was a slasher movie that that clicked. That's what he, that's what he clung his legacy to. Hey, um, Friday the 13th, before it became commandeered by... The the horror term, it really was it meant bad luck. It meant crap you had crap luck. It's Friday the thirteenth. I don't know why. You know, I don't know you know the the origin of thirteen as a lucky number. Um well do you want, why don't I why don't I Google that? I didn't even think I was gonna I didn't even think I was gonna talk about that specific thing, but I wonder why. There are no idle thoughts anymore. Um Oh, it doesn't really... It had to do with... Why, why is it considered an unlucky number? Um, oh, I'm sure there's some reason. Uh, the number 13 is uh, the end of the Mayan calendar. Uh, is that it? The Last Supper, there are 13 people, counting the apostles. The Knights Templar, I, I don't know. It, it's stupid. It, luck, you know, We talk about luck, you talk about magic, you talk about... You know, designers, you talk about, you know, heavenly intervention. That's just assigning a supposedly logical reason to things that are chance, and things that are more complicated than that. But we're going to talk about people who were unlucky on today's podcast. Uh, I, I was thinking about, because if you're following sullybaseball.com, you see that every day I'm posting the card of the day. And there was and I do those in advance. So, you know, I don't have them well off in a, I'm not doing them. I don't wake up in the morning, pick up a card and start typing. Like they're they're, you know, they're, I spread them out pretty far in advance so I can, you know, get some sleep at night. But I, I did one on a couple of people. I did one on on Dave Steeb where it, I believe he's the greatest Blue Jay in Blue Jay history, and he was a part of the 1992 World Champions, but he didn't get to play in the World Series. That's pretty – that's that's some bad luck there in a way. I mean he was the first style out of the dugout in the celebration. I'm sure the World Series ring fits him really nicely, but you know, all those years – He toiled with the Blue Jays and came super close this year and came super close that year. And when they finally won, he wasn't on the active roster. The same thing for Frank Thomas, arguably the greatest Chicago White Sox of all time, who carried the team year in and year out. They finally get to the World Series, and he's sitting on the bench with a broken foot. And again, the champagne tasted great for Frank, he's got this World Series ring, but you know what, you have that moment, to have that World Series moment, it just seemed a little unlucky, but they got to be champions. I started thinking about a couple other people who had unbelievably bad luck, Dale Murphy had unbelievably bad luck, being... Look, I never met the man, and I've spoken many, many times about being very careful about whether or not you label someone as a good guy or a bad guy when you don't actually know them. But Dale Murphy, by all accounts, seemed like a good man, charitable man, (laughs) and he played for some of the worst Braves teams you ever, ever saw in your life, year in and year out in front of nobody. You know, tiny crowds, total indifference. Dale Murphy putting up good numbers and playing hard and being a good citizen, at least publicly and outwardly, being everything you would expect for in a superstar and doing so for a team that would just be, you know, 90 losses right in the pen. And so they trade him, finally mercifully trade him in 1990 to Philadelphia to give him a chance to have some Productive seasons, and right away, the minute he leaves, the Braves go on one of the greatest postseason streaks in baseball history. Where they go, they went to 14 consecutive postseasons and wound up winning what five pennants and a world championship along the way. And they did so without Dale Murphy. I kept saying, hire him as a coach or something, let's get him in uniform. On that team that turned it around in 1991 for the Atlanta Braves, that's Terry Pendleton. Now, Terry Pendleton played in, uh, let's see, he played in five World Series. Five. All five World Series were World Series where it was heart-stopping. Absolute heart-stopping. The St. Louis Cardinals, he was a member of the Cardinals in 1985, Cardinals in 1987, the Twins in nineteen ninety, uh, the uh, Braves in nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety two, and nineteen ninety six, and the ninety in nineteen eighty five, the Cardinals of course lost with a Don Denkinger blown call, and they were what two outs away from winning that World Series. In nineteen ninety seven, there was a razor thin game in Game Seven between the Twins and the Cardinals, and Pendleton was hurt and reduced to being a DH. 1991 was the greatest World Series I ever saw where there was you know almost all the games were one on games except for two of them and then extra inning games and you know, right down to the last pitch 1992 with the Cabrera hit leading into the World Series almost every game of that World Series was super tight between the Blue Jays and Braves and of course 96 with the Price took the two-game to none lead it looked like they were romping their way to the World Series And the Yankees came storming back. And Pendleton was on all those teams. And all those teams looked like they were going to win. And he never was on a winner. But Sully, the praise won in 95. He got his ring in 95. He was on the Marlins in 95. In 95, Terry Pendleton took a job with Florida. And missed the year they won the World Series. And the Braves reacquired him midway through the 1996 season. And there was a little bit of emotion as if to say, hey, we're clearly going to go back to back. And this time, Terry Pendleton, who won the MVP in 1991, was credited for being a big part in turning the team around. Was going to get the ring that he so justly deserves. And it didn't happen. And that, the final attempt happened with the Yankee, against the Yankees in 96. And, of course, what happened in 96, the Yankees won the World Series, went on this huge streak. And I've talked about this ad nauseum, that Don Mattingly showed up to the Yankees in 1982, just as the Bronx Zoo-Reggie Jackson years were ending. And it ended in 1995 with the Edgar Martinez double. And, Martinez and uh, Mattingly was out of a job after that and he retired, and the Yankees went on to win the World Series and went on this amazing World Series run, he found the absolute perfect slot between Yankee pennants. 1982 to 1995, the Yankees didn't go to the World Series once. Their best chance, and they only made the playoffs once, his final year. Of course, they had a chance to win the World Series in 1994, but the strike wiped it out. So the Yankees go on a great World Series run. They finally bring Don Manley back as a coach in 2004. They go on the greatest collapse of all time. And they can't win the pennant. And so he goes off to L.A. And the Yankees win the World Series again. I mean, that's horrible luck. That's horrible luck that he had. That's mind-boggling bad luck. You know, I was taking a look at some of the players. like The players who played the most games without appearing in a World Series. Number one is Rafael Palmeiro. Number two is Ken Griffey Jr. Number three, Andre Dawson. Number four, Ernie Banks. Creeping up that list, by the way, with 2,500 career games without a World Series appearance is Ichiro Suzuki, by the way. Now, some of these, there's also a list of the most games played without appearing in the playoffs at all. And you know you got Ernie Banks at the top of that. Luke Appling, uh, Ron Santo is up there. Joe Torre, who made up for it as a as a manager. There's a couple here that are kind of misleading. Like slightly down the list at uh, at nearly 2,000 games is Bob Bailey. Bob Bailey had a long career. Played from 1962. His final game in the major leagues was the Bucky Dent game. We did a card of the day about Bob Bailey. It's misleading. Because he actually has a World Series ring and was on the active roster in 1976. He was a member of the Cincinnati Reds. It's just Sparky Anderson didn't use any pinch hitters. So he could have played. He was on a team that won the World Series. He just didn't get in the game. You know, it's, and it's different than Dave Steeb, who was hurt, and Frank Thomas was hurt in those World Series. He could have, He was there. He was ready to bat. He could have gone in at any point. It's just when you have a lineup, when you have the DH in that World Series, and your team is Johnny Bench, Tony Perez, Joe Morgan, um, Davey Concepcion, Pete Rose, George Foster, Ken Griffey Sr., Cesar Geronimo, and using Dan Dreesen as a designated hitter, um, who are you pinch hitting for? Who, who are you going to say, hey, you know what? It's a, it's a clutch situation now. you got a runner on third. Late in the game, we need to drive that run in. I think I'm going to pinch hit for Tony Perez. I'm going to pinch hit for George Foster. No, so he didn't get in. But he you know, was part of a World Series team and contributed to that World Series. But you take a look. I was looking at who of the current players, current, currently cashing in paychecks in the Major League Baseball, has been waiting the longest to bust into a, a game in the majors. And it's Adam Lind. And Matt Albers. And Matt Albers I find kind of strange. I thought he would have eventually have played in the postseason. He's played between 2006 and 2016 as a left-handed relief pitcher with the Astros, the Orioles, the Red Sox, the Diamondbacks, the Indians, and the White Sox. All teams that have, you know, made the postseason in the last 10 years. But he always seems to land on those teams at the wrong time. He lands with Houston while they're rebuilding. He lands with the Red Sox during the Bobby Valentine year. He goes to Arizona the year after they make it to the Division Series. Uh, he actually t- he did pitch for the Cleveland Indians, who were a wild-card team in 2013, but they only played the one wild-card game, and he didn't get into it. So I guess that's kind of a Bob Bailey. He could have gotten into that too. But either way, I'd like to see him make it in. You know, I don't want to see a, I don't want to see someone go through a nice long career and not, not just, get into it. Don't be so unlucky on this Friday the 13th. Adam Lind is, is super unlucky that he played all those years in Toronto. I mean, he played, you know, let's just call it nine seasons in Toronto. And he had, you know, one very good year in 2009 and a couple other pretty good seasons. He was a good, solid player. And the, uh, his final season in Toronto was 2014, and in 2015 he's in Milwaukee, 2016 he's in Seattle, and while that's going on, the, the uh, Blue Jays are finally in the postseason. That's bad luck. I want to see the luck turn around for some of these players. I'd like to see some of these people who have never gotten into the postseason get in. So if you're like if you're a surefire contender, yeah, pick up Adam Lind, even if you use him off the bench. Just want to see, that's always one of the things that I love seeing every year in the postseason is that person who has never been in it before finally get their shot. Because you know they'll savor it. You know they'll savor it big time. When you have a bunch of players on a team that wins. You know that gets in, that gets in the postseason, and you know it's all their first time in it. There's something super special about that. I think about the Arizona Diamondbacks, who you know were the youngest team to win the World Series in terms of the length of their the history of the franchise. But when you look at the players on that team, it was loaded with the likes of. Mike Morgan and Greg Swindell and Kurt Schilling and, and um, Steve Finley and Matt Williams and Mark Grace. There were tons of players who just had nice, big, long careers without a World Series title to go for it. And the fact that they all kind of convened in the desert, it was like a team of unlucky players. I mean, Mike Morgan played for... 20 some odd years he played for I think they made teams for Mike Morgan I think that's why they expanded because okay, so we want to see more teams that employ Mike Morgan along the way players with bad luck all got together and that team in Arizona I'm going to go out on a limb it's had some pretty amazing luck then there's of course the people who have unbelievably good luck like friend of the podcast, Lonnie Smith, who played in the World Series with four different teams, winning it three times. You know, you look up and you see you know, there's, uh, you know, Jay Johnstone playing with all those different teams. You saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Hinsky playing in the World Series three straight years with three different franchises. Same with Don Baylor. Everywhere Mariano Duncan went, they went to the postseason. Everywhere John Lackey goes, they go to the postseason. Everywhere Danny Jackson went, they went to the postseason. And I can't help but think about the people who spent their entire career watching October from their couches. And some of them had wonderful careers. You know, the Hal Chases of the world, you know, played all those years, never got in once, Toby Harra. How long did Toby Hara play? How long did Buddy Bell play? I know they played a long time because every time I opened up a damn pack of baseball cards, when I was a kid, there seemed to be either Buddy Bell or Toby Hara in my pack. And they never got in to a postseason game. And they must look up to someone beyond someone like you know, someone like Bryant or Rizzo or or Posey or Jeter, who who get in the postseason their rookie year and within the first year or so, oh, we got a World Series ring. This is really easy. But the people that no matter where they land, they land in the wrong place. You know, Matt Albers lands in the wrong place every time he goes to a new team. It's when they're not going to the postseason. But someone like Danny Jackson, every time, oh look at this, I'm in another playoff series. Isn't it great? Isn't it fantastic? Luck. That's what it is. It's chance, it's coincidence, you know, a thing bounce here or there, and this player's in the World Series, or that player's not in the World Series, you know. And on Friday the thirteenth, I'm looking at some of those teams and some of those players who were super unlucky. And I just want to see, you know, because it's strange because I've seen my team win the World Series several times, the Red Sox, and obviously I'm going to root hard for them. And I've seen my second favorite team, the Giants, win a bunch of World Series. So it's freed me up a little bit to start rooting for individual players, individual moments, and people to get the proverbial monkey off their back. I want to see Ichiro Suzuki play in a World Series game. Why not? Why not? Why the F not? We saw a whole career of Andre Dawson, of Rod Carew, of, you know, some Andres Galarraga, Dale Murphy, Ryan Sandberg, all these people who came, went, and never played in a World Series. And certainly not based on any effort on their part. So on this Friday the 13th, talk about luck, talk about chance. I guess... I'm hoping for better luck for some people. That's what I'm going for. And don't go to a summer camp where there's a dude with a hockey mask. I'm just saying. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, so iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Tacker and Patrick Kalisky. Talking about the good luck of Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sullivan.